everyone. Welcome to Home From Home, a podcast where we answer your questions with our experiences and questionable advice. We're just two guys who like guys but love God. This is a safe place for real conversation. We'll talk about the highs and lows of life as a disciple with added baggage. Can we help you with that? Welcome to your Home From Home. In this episode, we discuss what can make all the difference with parenting a same-sex attractive teen. Stick around and welcome to your home from home. We are here, we're live, we're back. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. We're back in the same house. We're back in the same house. I've been really enjoying listening to your episode from last week all about therapy to oh, yeah? therapist it, yeah it's so interesting just like the um i don't know navigating sexuality but then also your christian faith with someone who's maybe doesn't have the same faith and is your therapist like complicated so i yeah. actually so many of my questions was answered by what you guys were talking about so thanks i'm so glad uh, i really enjoy ellen i think she Ah, she's just such a great resource to have um, on staff, you know? Yeah. Thanks, Alan. How is you moved into the new place? You're going to start uni soon. Yeah, start uni next week. Things are good. Um, honestly, though, this week I've been feeling a bit burnt out. Like, there's just been a lot of uh, my jobs haven't finished is you know it's nice when you finish your job and it's like a hard finish but then this is kind of like when you're working from home they don't stop sending you stuff (laughs) so it's a bit like (laughs) yeah i just can't not show up into the office anymore like my i still live in the same office which you live in your office yeah yeah so but i just have to really make it clear the office is closed the virtual office yep uh which i'm not very good doing yeah (laughs) but yeah how are you you know, I'm good. Um, I think you and I have experienced uh, a very similar experience of a week of feeling a little bit of burnout. Um, but other yeah. than that, it I'm good. Um, you know, navigating marriage. That's the honestly the biggest thing. <laughs> Learning what that <laughs> means to be married. Um, yeah. And uh, also learning what it means to be a teacher. So it's a a lot of learning, um, but I'm good. I think I am finally in a place where a lot of what I do feels very purposeful. um, Yeah. And has been really what I've been wanting to do. I think now kind of similar to what you're saying, I don't have the best work life boundaries all the time. So it's kind of learning to to navigate that, especially with a wife now who, you know, is affected when I don't have great work life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, gosh, I forgot about that. Like with me, it's just my voice in my head saying you're working too much. Right. Like you're not spending enough time with you, but you have a a real voice. (laughs) Right. Present. Yeah. Well, not that your voice isn't real, but. (laughs) I mean, my voice in my head could be i don't know if it's real or not if it's not it's your conscience out. maybe you know? it is is the spirit yeah, maybe it's true but also your thoughts can be very deluded while it's harder for people to yeah you know hopefully your wife would provide some more clarity than that yeah no she she's great um oh. and then she's also very busy too with work and then she's going back to school as well 
So yeah. we're learning to, um, you know, figure out what that work-life balance looks like and uh, yeah. how we're going to uh, be intentional, intentionally spending time with each other. So right now that looks like going to the movies a lot. So, um, which, is, which is nice. Um, on Friday, we're like going to be uh, having our one month anniversary. So I have something special oh planned gosh. for her, but I can't say what it is because she's in the same room. So I can't. I'm not going to ruin the surprise. Oh, I. Hi, Sophia. <laughs> she's sleeping. <laughs> oh, no. I hope she's not. I hope we're not too loud. No, she, she's a heavy sleeper. <laughs> All right. Hush, yeah. hush, everyone. Um, yeah, that's so cool. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, it's great to be back together. We are answering a new question this week. Right. Um, hopefully giving some good expertise but it is a question from a parent and we receive a lot of questions from parents we are not parents not yet uh, thomas is closer to being a parent than i am um but yeah we'll give it a good go or at least talk from our being a child's perspective right um, we can give do you wanna... the perspective as a teenager from a teenager as you know not very long yeah. ago we were once teenagers believe it or not well, some of us, anyway. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. let's, let's read this question. Um, <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm a parent of a 15, soon-to-be 16-year-old son. We're active members uh, of a church in San Francisco. Our son has told random peers and friends on the internet that he is gay, but he's ashamed or embarrassed to tell us. He goes to church like you guys, but honestly, the teens his age in our sector are very typical, although he has confessed to a couple of them that he thinks he's gay. How do you start the conversation and where does he go for relatability? We thought about having him listen to the podcast, but then what? How does he connect? How do you keep him loving God when he feels so ashamed of who he is? It's most likely a very lonely world for him. He has an extremely low self-esteem and used to read his Bible and pray, but this year he says he doesn't know if he even believes in God, which is really scary for us. Any direction would be great, and thank you so much for the podcast. It's so helpful and provides great insight. Wow, that's that's like three questions in one. Yeah, I know. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, listener. For asking this question. Yeah. Initial thoughts? Well, hopefully their son can listen to the podcast. I think it will help. And so if you are listening now, hello. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's tricky. And I know there are so many questions in here. And I think that's that's very normal because I think parents do ask a lot of questions, um, which makes sense because often parents, I'm not saying this as a parent, but if I was a parent, I feel like you just are kind of figuring it out as you go along. You don't really know what's the right thing to do or how to handle things. And I think often... Um, you know, we just have to kind of make do and and do our best, really. And some things will be really great and some things won't be as great. But I guess the most important part is is your love for your son and just being there for him. Um, so I think just remember that as we go into like maybe some of these more particular questions that ultimately, if you have the same kind of unconditional love for your son as as God does, um, then that like i mean i think of the scripture that love covers over a multitude of sins and mm. and, 
and your love is really what will shine through. So yeah, um, do your best in love. And sometimes, you know, because, yeah, we can answer these things for sure. And that's helpful. But also, I think sometimes like our answers aren't going to be the things that like kind of resolves his faith or or your relationship with your son. But I think more so like ultimately your love um, as a reflection of God's love is what's going to really connect him to hopefully to faith but at least to you and so that you can be a real great place of trust for him. But yeah, what do you think, Thomas? Yeah, so good, Topher, so good. I think the very first thing I want to say is just to kind of validate these parents for a second. Like, Mm. I can just imagine how scary it is as a parent to kind of see a kid go through certain things. Like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a parent, but like I think I was I was kind of meditating and talking to my mom about something else the other day. And I realized like there's no handbook for parenting. You know, there's no, no owner's manual, there's no guide. You know, there's books that can be helpful, but kind of similar to what you're saying, Topher, like I think being a parent is just kind of figuring it out as you go along. Um, and then you get thrown this curveball, you know, that honestly isn't the end of the world, but I don't think most parents are expecting, you know, and in, in some ways it is a mourning of something, you know, mourning of a loss of of something. So I think I just want to validate the parents for a second to just be like, man, this must be a really hard journey for you and this must be really difficult. And that is so valid you know and it and it's something that you might have to wrestle with yourself Mm. and with god and you know with your um with your spouse you know Mm. um so that's that's valid i think very similar to what topher is saying is the main advice like we can answer all these questions but like the main thing i think any son child of a parent any child who is like questioning their sexuality what they all need to know is that their house is a safe place to question you know a safe place to explore a safe place to to not really know the answers um and conversely Mm. i also want to give you as parents the permission to it's okay to not know the answer like i think as i'm Mm. reading this question I can hear like the desperation almost in the in the question and the 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 pressure of being like I need to know what to say or what to do you know and like I just want to affirm first of all that it's okay to not know you know just mm-hmm. as your son is going through this journey and figuring it out for himself like you also are going on a journey so I think I would just try, I would challenge you to extend a lot of grace both to your son and to yourselves. Um, and then I think we can dive more into the, to the questions. Um, but I think the very first thing that I want to talk about is like you feeling like he's ashamed and embarrassed to tell you guys as parents. And I know for me, um, that was something that was very difficult to talk to my parents about. And I'm assuming it was the same for you, Topher. 
Mm-hmm. What was that like talking to your parents about you thinking that your same sex attracted? Yeah. Well, I mean, it it was definitely very difficult. And also like, well, actually, if you tune in to two episodes ago on my solo episode, you can hear more about that mm-hmm. thing. So maybe even for the listener, if you hadn't if you haven't listened to that episode, maybe that'll be helpful in terms of um what it can be like for your son even to tell people. I think it makes total sense that he feels more comfortable telling uh quote unquote friends on the internet um that he's gay than telling you um because there's just so much less like I mean, you probably found this Thomas but yeah like when you tell people that you don't know very well I mean who really cares like there's not much involved but the people very closest to you like your parents or your siblings um can be really difficult because there feels like there's so much more on the line. Their love and their acceptance of you mean so much more to them than these random people on the internet. So if they're ashamed, embarrassed to tell you, like it is a good thing because he really does value your love of him and he doesn't want to put that in jeopardy. It's such an interesting, and this could be a whole nother episode or podcast or discussion about the internet and how like it connects us in a way, but it also gives us a sense of anonymity of like you mm. can control the narrative. You can control what people see of you on the internet and what you share. And then mm-hmm. if it doesn't go well, you know, if people don't treat someone well, like, you can uh, compartmentalize that, but you can't mm. control people in your immediate life. Like, how do you compartmentalize what your parents think about you being same-sex attracted when you live with them? You know, how do you how do you process what your siblings or the friends or who are in your immediate life? Like, how do you process that if it doesn't go well? You know, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying you guys as listeners won't support your your kids or that it's going to go poorly but that might be a fear of your son you know of being like i don't know especially when he knows your guys's faith background and Mm. knows kind of what the bible says about that because unfortunately as kids that's all we're told about the bible sometimes is i think we we tend to have a focus more on what god doesn't like about us than what god does like about us and we we, you know there's a a culture in the church to to focus on the sin rather than focus what's good with humans um and what he loves about us um so i get it you know it's it's the shame and the embarrassment is real i think if you want to get around that like you guys might have to be the ones to bring up those conversations. Like you might have to be the one to like actively go after talking about it, but then also showing him that it is a safe place and trust and believe that like once your son feels safe, he will open up to you. He will tell you what's going on. Like all kids want is to feel loved and accepted by their parents. That's like, a huge thing 
And also know that being shamed and embarrassed or not wanting to talk to parents is also a normal 15-year-old thing. <laughs> you know, like, that's normal. You know, there's things that I didn't want to talk to my parents about when I was 15. And I had nothing to do about something like my sexuality. You know, at 15, you're trying to figure out who you are and who you are apart from your parents, you know, and do I believe what my parents believe? So I think who does he go for, for relatability? Like I would really, depending on how open he is, like help him foster relationships with people in the church or people who are not you guys, who are not adults, you know, teen leaders or, you know, mentors or older big brothers who he can talk to about these things as well that like maybe just doesn't feel quite parental you know i think that's something that he could go he could do i think i think one question i really want to to kind of focus on is like you're asking like how do we get somebody to love god when they're struggling with who they are and the answer unfortunately and i know it's scary especially when your son says he doesn't know if he believes in god the answer is you really can't. You can't force somebody to believe. You know, you can't. And and I really encourage you to listen to a previous episode that we did with Deb Bowen, who is a parent who um, has a, a a child who um, is same sex attracted and is in a is in a marriage with someone of the same sex and wrestles through you know, how you love and how you parent um, someone like that while still holding hope that they become a disciple, that they love God one day. Um, I think my immediate encouragement for that is, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, you're going to train people as they grow up in the ways of the Lord. And when they get old, they won't depart from it. So you are doing the best mm -hmm. you can with the job that you can. The rest is up to God and trust that like as much as you want your child to love God and to be in a relationship with God, like he wants that more than you do. You know, he as much as you love God and as much as you love your son, like God loves your son more than you could probably ever love your son. If, if, you can even fathom that because he is God and that is his son. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you shared a lot. So there's a lot to talk about on that. There's like the, I mean, I would, I completely agree. I think part of the, the questions that you've asked um, as a parent, like I really, I really understand or, or see kind of your heart behind a lot of these questions. Um, where does he go to for relatability? How do you keep him loving God? How does he connect? Um, um, we're thinking about having him listen to the podcast. I mean, all of this language. First thing is important question is I'm not sure whether your son is a Christian or decided to be one or not. Because right. you said that they go to church, but I didn't. Maybe they're, but, I mean, they're quite young the, the way that I read the question, I'm assuming not, but that might not be a fair assumption. That they're not. Right, because he says he doesn't yeah. even know if he believes in God right now. So, I'm probably right. I'm assuming again that's that's an assumption. Yeah. So I mean, ultimately, with all of this, you've got to try create the safest place for him to approach God by himself. Really, 
Yeah. Um, because he hasn't done that yet. And if he hasn't made the commitment to um, become a Christian um, and repent and decide to give his life up to, um, to God and make Jesus Lord, then, then all of these convictions that uh, you could try to instill in him won't really come from his own heart or his own re- relationship and wrestle with God. So like Thomas was saying, it's so important for you to, um, I don't know, just like give him the space to do that. Um, I hear this a lot, even in my local church about like various parents asking advice, um, even from my parents of like, okay, well, how do you, how do you keep them reading their Bible or how do you keep them praying or how do you keep them believing in God? And, um, and I mean, really like, I guess the answer my parents usually give them is like, you just, you can't, you have to let them, you have to let them do their, do their own thing. And I think you can set, you can set your example of, of how much God means to you and, and your relationship with him. But other than that, I don't know. There's not much you can, there's not much you can do. I mean, you can force him to come to church with you. Um, and as long as he's living under your roof, I know a lot of parents do that, but, um, but there's not like, if he doesn't, I and I, I I know that's hard to hear because you have you have said as well and which really makes sense is that it really scares you that he doesn't know if he believes in God, and that is scary and it's scary as a parent of faith to when their kid doesn't have yeah. that yeah uh, or or see that so so but you shouldn't please please like don't be motivated by fear with mm. your relationship with your son and um um like let's not like act out of these to do these things of helping them or or sorting things out or giving in the best resources like those things are good things but if you do those things out of fear um out of a fear of him losing his relationship with god or fear of um i don't know condemnation or whatever like then then i i don't know i think i've seen personally for me always decisions motivated by fear like never really end well i think try to do your best to connect with God so that these things that you're doing to help him are motivated by faith, faith that God can be enough for him, faith that he could be so in love with God, faith that um, he'll read his Bible and pray um, and that God can really transform him from the inside. So I think there's, there's very different mindsets, right? Between like faith and fear because or else we're just acting out of anxiety um, and we want to be acting out of love. So yeah, I, I ultimately would be like, these, these questions are great. I think there's some great, um, boundaries to put in or, or think, give, show him resources. I think you can show him that we have a podcast Don't make him listen to it. And like, you can maybe I'll invite him to read the Bible with you. If you're, if you're reading the Bible, um, yeah. but you can't really force him to read it himself. It's all about kind of setting an example, I guess, and, and trying to bring him trying to bring him into that by being drawn into God's love by him viewing that through you. And, and these specifics hopefully will come with, with that love and with that example. Yeah. Wow. So good. So good. I love what you said about not being motivated by fear, right. But rather love. And I think the verse that comes to me is, you know, Mm. talking about perfect, uh, perfect love drives out fear. Right. Wow, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think like I just want to give the parent permission to be like, let God be God and like mm-hmm. work on changing your kid or work on working through your kid's heart. Like 
what you as a parent need to do is just love, you know, just love your kid, you know, just love your kid. And like, I think when I tell parents that sometimes they give this sigh of relief because it's like, it's easy to love your kid because they're your kid. Right. Mm. And when you take this pressure off of being like, I have to be the one to save my son or I have to, you know, do that. That's a lot of pressure on you as a parent, you know, and that's not, that's not your job. And I don't think God expects that of you. I think he just expects you to show, to be an example, a fraction of what his love is like, right? So that your son says, man, like, if my parent loves me like this, like, imagine who's imperfect and i'm sure your son knows how imperfect you are because every teenager likes to tell parents how imperfect they are um if he can see how much you love him as an imperfect parent then like a god who's perfect like what would that love look like you know and i think that is the hard thing to navigate as a teen who grows up in church is learning how to just as much as you don't want to be as a parent motivated by fear like the child shouldn't be motivated into a relationship with god by fear either you know it really should be out of love of like man this god loves me so much that like of course i'm gonna change my life for him and like i'm speaking for myself but i'm sure topher can relate of like what caused us to follow god and to give up even something as natural feeling as our sexuality there. Yeah. Maybe there's a little bit of being like, Oh, if I do this, I'm going to hell that that could be part of it. But like, honestly, that's not what motivates us. And just like, I encourage you to to reflect, like what caused you to really decide to follow God? Was it fear Mm -hmm. of condemnation or fear of hell? Or was it, falling in love with the perfect father who gave up his son for you i would like to think and i would challenge you to believe and and you know i would guess to say it was the latter you know it was it was you finding out how much god loves you you know and so i think as a parent that is your job is to to be a mirror for god's love and I can just read in the question. I can hear your concern and your love for your kids. So you're already there. I think just sharing resources and inviting him, you know, and maybe you learning too of being like, hey, son, like, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm listening to this podcast. Would you like to listen to it with me? And let's discuss, you know, I'm sure your son will have questions about the Bible, maybe in like, what they what like god feels about same-sex attraction and i think a lot of parents get like frozen up of being like how do i talk to my son or daughter about this but i think approaching it from a place of like learning of being like hey i'm trying to figure this out and i'm wrestling through this do you want to talk about this do you want to like figure it out with me and i want to figure this out with you too and like I think mm. all a kid needs is like their parents to come aside come beside them and go on the journey with them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I hope that's helpful. That's so helpful. That's really great. Um 
yeah i mean good luck and um and just love and um and try your best like thomas was saying to just give yourself a break it's 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 not your responsibility as gods and that's such a blessing um and that's something that we can really trust in that he is powerful and 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 moving and can connect and and we're just vessels yeah hope that's helpful to you we're grateful for your questions so grateful for you listening to the podcast yeah and let us know how it goes <laughs> you know we yeah we're so interested to hear you know give us an email or you know and thank you guys listeners for continuing to ask your questions i want to encourage you guys to continue asking your questions and uh, yes please Topher and i will do our best to answer them as best as we can if there's a question burning on your heart right now or just something you're curious about, please just write in. It's in the link in the description. It will take you 10 seconds to just yep. type something and send it to us. Perfect. Um, we'd love to read some more questions. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys soon. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Home From Home. We'd love to hear your questions. Please submit through the link in the description. Home From Home is sponsored by Strength and Weakness Ministries, a Christian organization that helps to bridge the gap between the Christian community and the LGBTQ community through awareness, education, and support. For more info and resources, go to strengthandweakness.org.